amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. You're listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. Welcome to the show. Today is Sunday, June 12, 2011, and my name is Steve. 6-0 and this week, boys, just like we predicted. Yes. God, we are right we spot on. Too <laughs> bad we didn't do that on the show. That was our other handicapping show. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Uh, Hammy, how are you tonight? I'm good, Stevie. I'm good. I'm good. I'm enjoying um, some great basketball. Go Mavs. Um, go Mavs. Not to yeah, and I'm gonna go out and um, go Bruins as well. Living in Boston, it's it's heady hockey times here, and I, I don't know if anybody has been watching, but a, a very good series. What t- um, I don't know that. Uh, what are you talking about? It's the it's the ice sport. Oh yeah, oh I've heard of the ice sport. Yeah, it's not curling. Um, <laughs> if you go to Winnipeg next year, you'll be able to see it. <laughs> ah yeah, and indeed. Am if I was if I was standing right next to you if I was right next to you, I would punch you in the face as hard as I humanly could wow. just for the Winnipeg the Winnipeg comment yeah yeah sorry I don't find I, that funny at all well I, I'm not rubbing it in your face it, it sickens he's, me he's as making well. fun of Atlanta not you Kurt well yes. that's just as bad well <laughs> bring it God you're such a northerner now Hammy. <laughs> I could. I felt like I could have gone much more northern, but I didn't. But yeah. next time, just watch it, Curtis. I'm here. You know where I live. I do. Yes. So, guys, and you're I in your a, mom's basement. <laughs> oh. oh man. So uh, I have a. Uh, I have a movie review, and it's not a kids' movie. Uh oh. I saw. Uh, now I'm forgetting the name of it. Is it 16 millimeter or eight millimeter? Eight millimeter. <laughs> eight millimeter. Um, I saw eight millimeter, and you know what? It is just great. Yeah, I mean, I imagine that every review says this. I haven't read a review, but it really feels like a Spielberg movie with a little, like, Stand By Me thrown in. And then there's good, like, you know, alien spaceship stuff going on. Well, wow. it was interesting. It's I read, very good. Yeah, I read something today about it, and I'm, I'm anxiously wanting to see it, and that there were there was, like, no buzz about But, I mean, I thought... I thought I had been hearing or reading lots of like that it was one of the best movies that was coming out this summer and so and so and that it was, you know, a lot of getting a lot of really good critical press and whatnot and and then reading this article it was like they were really having to kind of drag people to go see this movie that the po- the reviews were still very positive but that it, I mean it finished number one this week but that right. it was just really kind of a slow burn huh. as a. Well, some of that may have been the whole J.J. Abrams was keeping it under wraps because he didn't yeah. want the, you know, what so, some of the plot points out. But, I mean, it really feels like a 70s Spielberg movie. And Can we all, just... all the kids Go... in it are phenomenal. You don't know anyone in it except for the coach from Friday Night Lights is in it. And Dakota well, and Fanning's it's Dakota sister, Fanning's. Yeah, right. Who's so good. Oh, my God, she's so good in it. Can we can we just clear up one thing just because I don't want folks to go out and see 8mm which is actually a 
Like, oh, is that, is that, that sick <laughs> Nicholas Cage movie yeah. about snuff films? <laughs> That's actually a very good movie. That was probably his last decent. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but very dark, to put it lightly. I think it's Super 8, but just for the record, don't yeah, go out. Yeah, that's right. It's Super That's exactly <laughs> right. Say, don't say, don't, don't go out Spielberg. and watch 8mm and expect it, because that is, could not be less of a Spielberg. <laughs> yes. Unless you want to see Nicholas Cage light. James Gandolfini on fire. Yes. yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Super eight, people. Super eight. All right. All right. Aaron, before we get started here, guys. The, yeah. Next week will be the eight millimeter review. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, folks, if you missed our interview with Mark Wollers last week, check it out and make sure you don't miss any of our podcasts by subscribing to us on iTunes or setting up an RSS feed. And to keep up with uh, everything going on with the show and the website, follow us on Twitter. We are at ATL Baseball Talk. And on Facebook. All right, guys, in tonight's show, we'll discuss our fan confidence in the Braves, what to do with McClouth and Schaefer, and check back in on the Dan Struglometer. But first, guys, this week started with some very strange controversy involving Chipper and a message he delivered through the media to Jason Hayward. Now, that said, this actually started last Sunday with a note in a Buster Olney blog that read, There is a distinct feeling in being around the Braves players that they want Hayward to grind his way through his discomfort to get back on the field and play, even if he's not 100% healthy. Dave O'Brien commented about it a day or two after by saying, A couple of us who are around the team every day have heard similar sentiments. So there's that whole piece, right? But then on Tuesday of this week, an article in the AJC had some quotes from Chipper on the subject, and here are some of them. So he said, quote, There's not pat answers. It's within each individual player. I think where Jason might have erred was the comment that he made, I'm not coming back until it doesn't hurt anymore. That has a tendency to rub people the wrong way. And we understand where he's coming from. He wants to be healthy when he plays so he can go out and give himself the best opportunity to be successful. I get that. What Jason needs to realize is that Jason at 80% is a force and Jason at 80% is better than a lot of people in this league and that there are a bunch of his teammates that are out there playing with discomfort and not healthy and still going at it. So guys, the first thing I'll say about this is that a lot of people painted this as solely a chipper thing and it absolutely sounds like from you know Buster's comments and DOB's comments that this was a, uh, you know, a sentiment shared in the clubhouse, certainly more with Chipper. So what the hell is going on here? Well, I mean, I think with that, just on that point, is that, I mean, I appreciate Chipper as a leader, sort of not letting um, rumor or hearsay or that type of stuff sort of fester and just coming out and sort of putting a point on it. Mm -hmm. You know, like coming out and saying, this is really what's going on and speaking for the team um, without really saying, I speak for all of us. But it's pretty clear that he says there's a lot of us who think that there's a lot of us who are playing through pain. So I commend Chipper for at least doing that. Um, I think that's an interesting point, Hammy, because a lot of – certainly on our message board and on some other blogs, you know, there was a lot of shut your mouth, Chipper, and, you know, Smoltz called you out for not stretching or whatever. You know, was, or Brian Jordan, you know, that kind of thing. And Chipper right. took, you know, offense at that, and so how dare you – I think that but, this is leadership. I really do. Yeah, because it didn't. I mean, it's it's a fine line. And then didn't he come back and clarify like later that he wasn't really calling him out? And like he sort of, I felt like he, I felt like there were subsequent comments where he was like, "Let me just be really clear. It's different for everyone, but um, you know, we need him. 
Yeah. Right. I mean, in that, and that, and if he's waiting to get healthy, I mean, so I think that I don't think he was necessarily calling him out, saying he was faking an injury, saying he was being soft. I think he was pushing him and trying to to make Hayward realize, you know, the how important he is to the team. Um, and also, I think you know, sort of maybe not, and somehow putting the putting the controversy out more than sort of in, inflaming it, or at least attempting to. Well, it's interesting because there's a lot of play here because you've got. Hayward's history of hiding his injuries. Right. You've got Hayward's history of just being bad and hurting the team while playing hurt. You know, so there's that whole piece for me of, Chipper, that's great, and it makes sense, but did you see Hayward last year and, like, that's, all yeah. of this year? Do we really need him back? You know, he's he doesn't really play at 80% of Hayward when he's hurt. He plays at, like, 30% of Hayward when he's hurt. So far, anyway. What's that? 30% of McClough. He's horrible when yeah. he's hurt. He's McClouthian. He's Francorian. Yes. yes. Um, on the other hand, maybe the point is, you know, because Chipper, I, look, Chipper is, Chipper knows more baseball than we'll ever forget or something. What, whatever he used to say about Bobby. Um, <laughs> That's it. Right there. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly it, right? Um, maybe Chipper's really trying to give him the message of he's got to learn how to play like this when he's hurt. Because clearly he doesn't know how to do that yet. Well, yeah. I, I think that that to me, uh, you know, I agree with a lot of what you guys say. And honestly, there's a lot of people that have, I didn't take issue with this at all. In fact, I applaud it. I'm kind of tired of the Braves being the touchy-feely, soft approach. I mean, his, his he... I think you're totally right, and and I think that I think that Hayward has a lot of growing up to do, um, and I think you see that with his handling of the media in certain regards. Um, he's very guarded. His hiding of these injuries, as we've talked about a lot, but I, I think even if he's not out there producing, I think that you know he is is he's an important person as part of this, and I think that's a great point that he needs to. Learn to play hurt and learn. To, I mean, there's guys that. I mean, and Chipper. Chipper has got a torn meniscus in his knee. I mean, I, that's got to yeah, be the ongoing questioning pain. of Chipper's toughness and he doesn't play hurt and all that stuff just baffles me. That's every ridiculous. Single time. That's I mean, ridiculous. He's, he's the captain of the team. Yeah, he's, I mean, and he's the he's, toughest guy out there. And yeah, and he manager yeah. clearly is not going to do it. Which you know, Freddie Gonzalez is is is. Obviously, taking the Bobby Cox approach to dealing with everyone with the media, and that it's all kid gloves. Right. That somebody has to say something, and I, I think that I, th- you know, is is Hayward the only one that they can choose? You know, I mean, it seems like other guys are rushing themselves to get back. I mean, you read about Medlin and and his rapid approach to getting back on the on the field as quickly as possible. And I'm not saying that Medlin's tougher than Hayward, but I, it's maybe sometimes. Hayward just doesn't understand how to approach these things. And I'm hoping it's not just due to selfish reasons that he wants some sort of self-preservation and doesn't want to risk further injury. And obviously, as a Braves fan, I don't want him to risk further injury. But I just think right now, Hayward is almost more like mythical than he is a reality. I mean, his numbers have not been that great as a player. We know what promise he has. I mean, he got rated like the fifth, one of the 50 best players in baseball right now. I well, don't know because what when he was drug play- that person was on when they were making that list. No, no, but I, he- I think it's based on the run he went on the beginning of last year before he hurt his thumb. 
plus his hype, plus the hype, add that to the hype coming right, in. Right, but that's what I'm saying. It's it's mythical. I mean, he he was a he was an all star last year due to mythology. No, Kurt, I'm saying that his first couple months, he was leading the National League in many offensive categories. Before he got hurt, he was all world. Yeah. Well, but so, 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 so you so add that. What time, what time frame is that? And I'm not I'm not suggesting that that's not the player that he is and that he will be. But I mean, he was. How long? A month? It was two months. Okay, two months of performance that we have to gauge everything that well, I'm not it's all, it yeah. be terrible, but but he needs to learn to get out there. He needs to learn to be part of the team and and well, be. I just and I forget. I think we're maybe now arguing a different thing, but I think that <laughs> I mean, think about it's conflicting because we we you know for me personally, I think the whole being a ball player, playing tough, rub some dirt on it, that whole thing shtick is what got us in trouble with him in the first place. Right, I agree. There's really there's 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 conflicting things at work here. Right. So, I mean, if you're Jay Hay, I mean, you could very much say, "Wait a minute. First of all, you tell me to not play injured, not hide my injuries, don't be a ball player, and now you're telling me I should come out while I'm hurt." So, I mean, I can understand there's confusion there, but at the same time, I think his biggest thing was his choice of words, right? If he's coming out and saying, I'm, I'm not going to play until there's completely no discomfort, that's sort of dumb, right? I think he's – And know, isn't I that think, impossible? Right. right, well, right that, and that's the point you always hear. After opening day, no one feels good. Right, exactly. So, But he needs to say, I'm not going to come back until I feel like I'm able to help the team. Right, right? Or, I mean, I think, or, or perform at a – you know. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough level. situation. I pre- but I, I mean, I appreciate Chipper stepping up, but I, I agree. Did he just forget what unhealthy Hayward was? Yeah. You know, is that really yes, what he wants back? And I, yeah, we we all agree absolutely that his performance as an injured player is is not worthy of him being. No. Yeah, it's, he he becomes a detriment. There's no doubt. Absolutely. But you know, the, there may be this whole wealth of information. That the team knows in the clubhouse from the trainers, from reports, from you know extended spring training in in Orlando, based on whatever that they're like, guys, he's healthy enough, he really should be able to produce. You know, I mean, the, the, there are certainly pieces of this that we don't know. Right. right. And oh. man, am I going to get some hate mail after all those comments? Well, about. you hate Jason Hayward, so you should. Yeah, seriously, I mean, the myth. Goodness. I just, I just want him playing. <laughs> I want him playing and producing for an extended period of time. I don't want these glimpses of brilliance that we've gotten from him so far. I want to see him on the field playing and playing for extended periods of He's time. He's been gone I've, so long, like I don't even think about him. It doesn't. It's like he anymore. hasn't even played this season. It, it really is crazy. It's going to yeah. be. It's going to be. You know, very interesting when he comes back. All right, guys, time for fair or foul, where I throw something out there, and you agree with it fair or disagree with it foul. So, guys, this week we saw a sweep of the Marlins and then an offensive explosion as we take the first three games from the Astros in Houston. So, And all of it, of course, was on the road. So fair or foul, the results this week have changed your long-term confidence in this year's team. Hammy? So a great Week. I mean, sweeping Florida in Florida for the first time in a long, long time. Right, one crushing. of our many House of Horrors. Florida. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's an asterisk there. Uh, crushing Houston, great pitching, um, effective hitting for the most part. Um, so definitely, you know, by far a confidence-building week. And, and 
and I'm not going to be like, oh, the Braves stink. We're six and over. We still stink. Like this, I mean, you, you know, you win six games in a row. We, we have the longest streak going in the National League right now. Um, I think second behind the Red Sox and the majors. So, I mean, it's, it is good to win six in a row, especially against the Marlins. But um, for long-term confidence, I, 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 I'm going to say foul. I don't think this builds long-term confidence in the team. I, I, you know, um, the Houston, the, the, the Florida series was tough. Like, I mean, and there were still Kimbrell blowing saves and um, dry spells of the offense. I mean, the game with when we only had two hits and one of them was a Gonzalez homer. I mean, you, right. thank God we won that game and thank God for great starting pitching. But, um, you know, I can certainly find the thorns on any rows. I'm no Kurt. Curtis, um, but uh, I'm not going to say it built long. To say the least. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say it built long-term confidence in me. A great week. Um, I will take it every single week. Obviously, um, I still feel like the offense could do better, but Houston erased some of that. All right, Curtis. Um, I not long-term. I mean, I obviously this is a great takeaway from this week, but. Um, you know, the Marlins are just imploding. They're yeah. in danger of being in fourth place in the NL East very soon. They've got, they're now sitting at 500. They've lost, what, like 10 of 11 or something like that. So they're really struggling. And Houston is just perfectly awful. So um, I think there's definitely positives that we can take out of the fact that you're 6-0. and I mean, you can't, you can't not take positives out of that. But and we're beating know. bad teams. Yeah, right, which absolutely. We need to do. We're not playing down formula. our competition. Yeah, yep. good, good. Great week, um, and to see—I know we'll get to it—but I mean to see Ugly get a hit, let alone what seven, six hits that he emerged out of Houston with. Six so back to back multi-hit games, yeah, yep. and some really great clutch hitting. Um, you know, Freeman coming through, Venters being used as a closer a couple mm-hmm. times this week. Yeah, I'm savoring all of this, but long term, I'm still. Waiting to see more. Yeah, I mean, I, I echo that. My answer is foul, too. Not to, again, not to downplay anything that happened this week, but the, the Florida series was the same old formula. One-run games, no offense, stellar pitching, unsustainable. You know, um, certainly the Houston series was great. All, I mean, the homer returned, you know, yep. 21 runs over three games. I mean, you got to love it. But... Uh, we need to see more. If this is sustainable, then absolutely. If we're, if we're having a similar conversation next week, then my confidence level will have improved greatly. But we, we, need, to, we need to sustain this. If we're sitting on a 12-0 and 0 win streak? 12-0, and 0, I'm going to feel pretty good. Okay. All right, Stevie. <laughs> yeah, I, might join, I might join your sentiments. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys, next. So uh, word from the club is that McClouth may be ready to join the team as early as this coming weekend's series against the Rangers, so fair or foul. When he comes back, he should replace Schaefer as the everyday center fielder. Kurt, this is a biggie. This is a big question. Not for me. Maybe <laughs> for maybe for Ham and his man love, but um, I, okay, I say, KK. <laughs> I go absolute foul on that. I think that that Schaefer should stay in there. Their numbers are really – you know, I, I, it, it's funny because – in my mind, I feel like Schaefer is really doing great things. Um, his numbers are not that great. No. Um, but he does, what, like lead the team in steals already? Um, yeah. I just like that he's kind of making things happen at the top of the lineup. And if it's not 
if there's not much of a notable different difference between what you're going to get between Schaefer and McClough, I like Schaefer's upswing more than I like McClough's. His he's the getting feeling. on he's yeah he's getting on base more. He's obviously I think his defense is better at this point than than McClough's is. Um, so I absolutely Schaefer should stay in there and and find out what he has to offer. All right, Hammy, fair or foul? Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I am agreeing with Curtis Fowl. I mean, you look at the numbers, and I think that, I mean, I was looking midweek, and he was hitting like 211, and I was like, ugh, that's not good. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, when does McLeod get back? Which is really the first time that I had thought that. Um, but like Curtis said, you've got seven stolen bases, which is, um, you know, he's going to lift us out of the basement of stolen bases if he hasn't already in the National League. Um, and and looking towards the future, he, he has um, – there's no upside at this point to putting McLeod back in, right? I mean, I think it's a wash – Ultimately, I think the team might be a more winning team with a player like Schaefer at the top of the lineup. And we've seen that McLeod is not a leadoff guy. Um, and Schaefer needs the reps now, and he's here. So, I, I mean, I think we, you know, this is, it's a very similar sentiment than what I think we, we had a couple weeks ago. Um, so I, I'll say foul, although it's strange because you do look at him on paper. And if, if you didn't see the games and see his passion for it and sort of see how the Braves were performing with him in the lineup, you would probably be like, it would be a much tougher decision or you might go with McLeod. But I, I, I don't know. I'm saying foul. I think that Schaefer is, uh, I think he's our best option, short and long term. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I agree. It's foul. For one thing, we're not picking up Nate's option next year. So right. I, th- there is just no reason to continue to see what he can do. In a sense, it doesn't matter. You know, overall, McLeod has a, you know, his batting average is 238 to Schaefer's 222, and his OBP is 332 to Schaefer's, like, 320, 322. However, if you look at Nate's last um, 21 games, dating back to May 1st, even his batting average and OBP are lower than Schaefer's. I mean, Nate was on the way down before his injury. You know, he had a decent April and really a pretty cruddy May. So, uh, you know, the only thing I would say is that the Braves are 12-4 and four in the 16 games that Schaefer has started in center field. Right. Um, I just think that, yeah, like you said, Hammy, the, the numbers don't exactly support it, uh, although seven stolen bases is pretty great and really should have been eight. There was one that he was called out, but he was safe. Um, but it adds a spark, and it pushes folks down in the lineup where they should be. Prado should be our, our number two guy. You know, it it really reshuffles the lineup in a good way. So foul, foul, foul. All right, guys. Buster Olney reported this weekend that in labor talks between Major League Baseball and the Players Union, a realignment plan is being considered where divisions would be eliminated and the top five teams from each league would vie for a playoff spot or would get a playoff spot. It would also include moving one National League team to the AL so that you have 15 teams in each league. Fair or foul, Hammy, you are in favor of this plan. Um, I don't know. I'm a little wary of weighing in just yet. Cause, so so for, the, for the regular season, there's a lot that I like about this. I like the idea of 15 teams duking it out for the top. Um, I like Florida potentially going away uh, or maybe Houston. Yeah, um, everything I've read is that it would be Houston. I read Houston and potentially Florida. Oh, so okay. that they um, – 
But anyway, because um, you know that would really drum up attendance. They're just they're desperate for the Florida fan base over oh, in the American man, League. Man, they are. The- um, so all the, I mean, all the regular season stuff makes fun for me. And on the surface, I like the idea of more playoffs. I know we've had this conversation before, and I might be um, completely flip flopping here. Um, but I don't. What so? The playoff system would be five teams. So then there'd have to be that- a buy. I mean, it's going to be. You know, Major League Baseball is going to a fifth team in each league. Regardless, because they've already decided they're going to add another wild card team, so yeah, it's so, coming. You know, I, but is it, it? So is it? And, and then there'd this be is a couple of buys, I would think. Well, there'd be one buy, right? And so then, so then, so one team has to play, and I guess that's how the playoffs are. But you play a two, a three game series or a five game series. Yeah, well, that's what they were talking about with the extra wild card team, something like that. But who yeah, knows? So, you know. So, I mean, if, if anything, I think you should go to six. So, I mean, I like the idea um, somewhat conceptually. I think that if you if – you, it, it would be at a severe disadvantage to the two wildcard teams coming in. I think we talked about this before. and um, That's the only drawback to it. So I'm going to say fair, but I hope they really, they really think about the playoffs and do something um, – I don't know. I hope they just slap it together and don't think about the details. Well. Personally. Yeah. Uh, I know that's how you roll. But I'll I'll say fair. I think that – I think it would make for a very exciting regular season. All right. Curtis? I go fair too. And I think it will be more like the – you know, the, like NBA, the NBA. Yeah, or the NHL, something like that. And I think that's good because, you know, when, like in the past when you've had divisions that were so unequal – Right, I mean, didn't what didn't happen recently? Wasn't there? Didn't the eighty-two win Cardinal team in oh seven or something, oh eight won it all, right? I mean, they had a low win total compared to the other division winners. Right, I think I think they got swept by the Red Sox, but they won it all. Did they win it all, all. Yeah, they won a they won a World Championship. Maybe. Against the Tigers. The last against the game. Tigers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Now, and, and obviously that'll be the argument that says, oh, well, it's not fair because that team would have not made it in the playoffs if it's based on a one to five seeding system or whatever it might be. Which is um, kind of a goofy argument because you could argue they shouldn't get in. Right. But I, I just I think it's better. I think you get the top teams. And who knows? I mean, you know, the NBA and I don't know if the NHL has, but the NBA has toyed with reseeding after each round. No, I thought they do reseed after no, each round. They don't. No, they don't. They don't. But um, they've talked about it. Okay. And so, you know, what happens after the first round? Do the teams get reseeded? And I guess that would all be wait to see. But yeah, I'm I'm for shaking everything up. I mean, I, we've already talked about. It. I think the I think the loaded schedules are stupid um well the, well the, that's the thing i'm sorry to interrupt you Kurt, but that that's why i am a thousand percent in favor of this if nothing else i am so sick of playing the nationals and the marlins i mean really to, to, <laughs> I, mean, I, yeah. I, I cannot think of two more uncompelling teams uncompelling stadiums the whole thing just to go back to a balanced schedule and to see more of these teams we haven't seen in forever except for you know one home and one away that alone is worth it for me. And the playoffs should be better because you should have better competition. It should be better teams playing in the playoffs. Yeah, right. I just think I, I really see no downside to it. I just, I just feel like, and again, it, 
you come in and you're the Braves, you're the fifth seed, and you're playing a three-game schedule, right? Or th- I mean, what's that play-in series between the fourth and fifth seed, the two wild-card teams, right? I mean, is it is it really just make it that much harder for you? And I guess then the incentive is there. Yeah, the don't be the 15th. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. All right, guys, time for the return of the Strugglometer. And what an interesting week for it, right? So in the Florida series... Hey, listen. He listened to the show. Absolutely. In the Florida series, Dan Uglin went one for nine with four strikeouts. Pretty typical, really. Um, In the Houston series, where he was placed in the two spot in the lineup for the first time this year, in the first game, Friday night, he went one for five with three strikeouts. Also pretty typical. Uh, Although that hit was a double. Um, Two for three with two walks on Saturday, and two for three, including a homer today, Sunday, and a walk. So, guys, Dave O'Brien felt compelled to write an article about signs of him coming out of this epic slump today. And some folks in our message board seem very optimistic about Ugla as well. Are, do you guys share that optimism based on uh, this week? Curtis? I, I guess, I, yeah, I guess, it's, I guess <laughs> it's the same as, as the way I look at our, our views of this 6-0 week. Our week, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's great, and 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 it, obviously there's lots and lots of positive things to take away from it. But I, I I want a little more, I, you know, two games certainly six games for a team does not a season make. Two games for a player does not a season make. So I, I want to see more from him, um, and I also want to see more against a pitching staff that doesn't include Steve's son. So <laughs> <laughs> whoa, now hey, it's not fair. No it's offense to your son. Yeah, the Oscar. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm with you, Kurt. I think it's great. I think the walks are, you know, may even be a better sign than the hits. You know, I yeah. mean, he, he talked about it in an article today, or Freddie did something that, it, you know, it means he's seeing the ball. I mean, it, it must mean that he is seeing the ball better and more comfortable at the plate to be taking pitches. I mean, he was, God, he was just swinging at everything uh, up until these last couple of the games. So, I mean, I'm not ready to say the slump is over, but certainly a good sign. And oh, what a what a boon it would be for the team if he actually started hitting. So, do you put any stock in him batting second? And do you put any thought in when Prado comes back from this staff infection to putting him fifth? Uh, <laughs> you know, it'll be interesting, right? Uh, if if he continues to hit and get walks like this. I'm sure it's going to cross Freddie's mind of, we can't move him. We can't right. mess with what's going on here. Right. Um, I don't that know. is very, uh, very um, Bull Durham-ish. <laughs> you don't F with a streak, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You really don't. And what was, did he hit two or three in Florida for the most part? I thought he, he hit three. He was, Three it's not four. Yeah, he was, I think he was four in Florida. No, I don't. Th- I, I always you know? thought he would be four, but I always thought, thought he was a little bit higher up in the lineup. I wonder if he just being, you know, maybe he's just a top of the lineup kind of guy. Well, gosh, then are you going Schaefer, Ugla, Chipper, McCann, you know, Ugla, Freeman? Prado. Right, Freeman? Prado. Gosh, yeah. I mean, you've got to go. I mean, Prado, five. Ugly six, you know, yeah. Well, ugly two. You keep putting. You, oh, you oh sorry, I'm sorry, I'm, twice, I'm doing him twice. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, well, you got to put Prado before Freeman. Yeah, and then when Hayward comes back at eighty percent, right. if he ever does, um, 
I don't know. Let's cross that bridge when we get to Well, the you know, and, and just that talk, I mean, it, 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 once again, it's this argument of, God, there's just so much potential with this baseball team. I mean, I that know, lineup, if that, if that lineup is producing at 80%, they're just destroying people. Yeah. It's true. With the pitching and, yeah, God, I mean, it's what we talked about at the beginning of the season, that we'd be better, we'd have a better record and be a much better team than we were last year. Well, we're at, we're at 10 games over 500, which is which we're getting certainly that, a step in the right direction. Right, and, and we're hitting that mark way sooner than we did last year. Yeah. I don't remember at what point we did, but it wasn't, it wasn't in June. Well, I, even I today, you know, what do we have, five hits, but we had four runs. I mean, if you, four runs for this pitching staff, they might as well have 15. Yeah. And yeah, the way how Hansen about, was yeah, today. Hansen, just 14 strikeouts, ridiculous. just unbelievable. Just incredible. All right, yeah. guys, well, well, that's a good segue into our best and worst signs of the week. So, um, you know, worst sign, there's not much here, thankfully. A pretty great week, right? The only thing that I'll point out is a comment, and I, I didn't see the television broadcast of the game today. Um, I only heard listened to some of it on the radio. But I heard on the radio that um, Freeman's right hand – and wrist was taped up really heavily in today, Sunday's batting practice. Yeah. And I don't know if that was on, I don't know if you could see that. I don't know if he he was taped up in the game. But, you know, I I went back and looked, and after being, like, otherworldly like he's been up through Friday's game in Houston, he went one for nine with six strikeouts in Saturday and Sunday's games this weekend. So I hope there's nothing there. That is a bad sign. He, I was watching the game with no sound, and they showed him in the dugout, and it was. I was actually. They showed just the hand first. I'm like, who is that? I thought it was Prado. Mm. Um, I don't know why, because I know Prado's was a leg thing, but um, <laughs> but um, but it looked like somebody who would not be playing, and then it turned out to be Freeman, and I think he still had it on while he was playing. Pretty significant mm. tape job. Mm. I don't know if he got if he tweaked his finger or got hit, you know, fielding a ball or something on his finger, but. Um, it was not a minor thing. Yeah, I mean he's been he's been carrying the offense to some degree here, um, yeah. so we we need him to stay where he is. Yeah, you just want the opportunity to see this team at full capacity. Yep. So I, I not to throw a whole new topic, but you know it's funny you look at our lineup. Obviously, McCann is is the only hitter over three hundred. But I mean, who who is the the most indispensable player on this team right now? Is yeah, it McCann? Absolutely. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be McCann. Yeah, but Prado, not Prado. Prado a close second, or is he even close? Um, Prado's close, but I would think that you might have to throw a pitcher in there after. Well, let's let's keep it to position players because yeah, you could throw Venters in there, really. Yeah. Um, I would I would probably throw Chipper in there before Prado. Yeah. Again, just because of what he does to the lineup. The respect he gets at the plate, his on-base percentage, the call, you know, there's a really, Chipper brings so much to it. Right. And I think the only, I mean, the McCann thing is that I feel like we also have a good backup um, in Ross. And I don't know if, if the same the same could be said. Although, you know, you look at what Matt Young has done and what um, what Hensky has done, um, the, the, those guys have really filled in for... Yeah, for, guys, uh, most of this week was with none of our starting outfielders from opening day. Right. That yeah. one that they started where it was Mather and Hinsky and Schaefer. Yeah. I think. No, and it wasn't even. It was Matt Young. Yeah. Well, that was so, a couple games, right? Yeah, Young. Young's played a couple games, and he's gotten a hit, I, I guess think, that was after Schaefer, Schaefer got hit in the face. Ugh. 
I mean, guys, yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 good. Uh, it's good segue into the best signs, which is really the winning. You know, the return of the home <laughs> run this weekend. Ten games over five hundred. Kurt, you said that ridiculous starting pitching this week. You know, and we saw rebounds from Lowe and Hudson and JJ this week. Hansen's performance this afternoon. Venters just continues to be ridiculous. I mean, he's gonna his ERA is going to be like point ten soon. Yeah. Um, he is going to go to the All-Star game, right? There's just no way. I mean, he's gotten so much national pub now. Well, you can't be – I mean, he leads the league in appearances. Leads the league he's, in ERA. Leads the league in ERA. Um, you know, and then, and then all the other stats that they track, but they don't really, you know, are not league leaders, but opponents batting average and with runners in scoring position. Awesome he's got miss. to be. He's leading he's, in. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be. If you're the manager – and so who is who is it? Is it Bochi? And it is yeah. uh, yes. I mean, you want home home field advantage, right? You want Venters on your team, yep. Right, getting in the eighth and the ninth, he's going to shut guys down. So it's going to be pretty exciting, man. I mean, you know, JJ could start the whole thing with McCann behind the plate. I mean, McCann's going to be the starting catcher. He passed Posey this week. Oh, he did. Yes, he did. I mean, McCann Final. will be the starting. And God, wouldn't that be great? A battery of J.J. and McCann to start the All-Star game. Oh. You really think J.J. is going to get the start? Halliday's going to start it. Yeah, yeah. Halliday's starting it. I He's hear you. I hear you, but... You've heard of him. I've, <laughs> I've heard of him, <laughs> but let's just see what, what numbers play out the next couple of weeks, you know? And watch how the Cards fans force Yadier Molina into this game again. I know. Yeah, they, I know. Well, that's what's happened every year. Yep. But McCann's starting this year. It's the, the, his streak of coming in the ninth inning is ending this year. All right, All guys, right. let's uh, let's look at the week ahead. So one more against the Astros on Monday, then back home for three against the Mets and three against the Rangers. So it looks like our pitchers will go uh, low on Monday, J.J., Hudson, and Minor against the Mets, and then Hanson, Low, J.J. against the first-place Rangers. Oh God, I love our starting pitching. God, isn't doesn't it just sound so good? It uh, does. You know, the Rangers are in first place. They're five games over five hundred. You know, that the they're not world beaters. Yes, the Brewers are also a first place team now, by the way. Well and the, and the but the Brewers are becoming world beaters. Yeah. The Bre- the Brewers are looking real good. Um all right, so uh so let's uh throw our predictions out there. Curtis, what have you? Uh, I'll go five two. Yeah, man. So what? Take the hu- final game in Houston, and then two and two. Yeah. All right, Hammy. I'll say the same. Even though four game sweeps on the road are virtually impossible, <laughs> it is Houston after all. Um, yeah, I'll say the same thing. I think, and exactly what Curtis said. Yeah, I so I had the same exact thing too. Five and two, exactly that breakdown. I am kind of spooked though. I've gotten a little spooked about us at home and the small crowds, you know, and that and that. I don't know. It it just seems like the Braves, even though we have, I think we're seventeen and thirteen at home. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm a little spooked about that Mets series. Well, I'm going to say, and I'm 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 hoping that to be proven right but this will be the first week that school has really been out yep. um that the braves have been home and the braves will be coming off obviously this big week that they just had and it's good opponents it's not lousy opponents right, it'll be right. the mets which aren't great but obviously that's our old rival and then it'll be a really 
dynamic, interesting AL team, not the Orioles or somebody. So um, I'm hoping that – and I'm actually going on Thursday night to a Mets game. And I'm going on Wednesday night for Jason Head Bobblehead Night. Nice. <laughs> We're going with the Cub Scouts and trying to get on TV, so if anybody's watching. I'm sure it'll just be on the big board if we manage to pull it off. But Sweet. Yeah. So good signs, no uh, talk about – God, that's so funny. I just blanked on what I was going to offer up. Um, for the love of Pete, never mind. Uh, while you're thinking about it, yeah, a worse sign I forgot is the whole Prado staff infection madness. Yeah, yeah. That's a horrible sign. Is 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 it a, is it an is it an indictment of our medical staff? I mean, he had like or, a he had, the, the, he had the, like the, a scrape on his leg. The crew that's cleaning the showers at Turner Field. No, no, I think it was Marlins. I think it happened in uh, oh, in, in Miami. Florida. Yeah, that makes sense. It could be because yeah. that place has got to be disgusting. <laughs> I mean, it, oh, it, my, it, good, my good sign was was the first sweep of the Marlins in Florida since '95. Yes, I saw that earlier. We all we all know what happened in 1995 to the Braves. Yeah, so. indeed. But so we, no seem... low no low Granderson talk. We we're just gonna leave that out there. We've talked it. We've talked it. And I Let's did. By the way, I closer. Did... You know, it was never on MLB trade rumors. It was really just something seven nine to the zone was thrown around. But that, you guys that's... are all for the trade. I am for the trade with a caveat of we got to see Hudson be more uh, consistent. But, you know, the, yeah, just for the record, I did bring up the, the, the Braves sweep of Florida at the very beginning of the show. Thanks for Well, I threw, the, I threw the data. The 95 thing in, which yes. seems impossible that it has been yes. that long. And I do like the stat that one of our readers posted about that for the first time since 1923, the Braves as an organization are above 500. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, on the uh, telecast today, on the radio. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, but I think, I mean, Granderson is a difference maker. He's got 20 homers. I mean, I would be surprised if the Yankees gave him up. I know they are hurting for pitching, especially with Jabba going down. But, um, I mean, he is young and cheap. Relatively, yeah. I would take Granderson in a heartbeat. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, this conversation is could be so different in two weeks. If Hayward's back and hitting and Ugla continues to hit, you know, the need changes dramatically. Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking today. I mean, you know, obviously that's Houston, but our offense certainly woke up the last couple of days. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like, so you're making your pitching staff weaker to help an offense, yet we haven't even really had the opportunity to see what this offense, see offense looks like with Ugla hitting the ball, with uh, Hayward in there healthy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So. Yeah, guys, it's a pretty big week. You know, I mean, do we keep this momentum? We haven't been able to keep momentum like this. Does the offense keep hitting? Does the pitching stay? You know, I mean, there's really, it's a pretty compelling week. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yes. All right, guys, that's the show. As always, check us out at atlantabaseballtalk.com for past shows, to check out our weekly blogs, three a week, keep checking back, and to post on our message board. And be sure to follow us on Twitter, at ATL Baseball Talk, and on Facebook. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and go Braves! Thanks for listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. To find new shows, to post in our forum, or to send a comment, please visit us at atlantabaseballtalk.com.
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.